0: Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minutes, a daily podcast which we smash apart the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute chunks so we can analyze them in scrupulous detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco, and Kyle... Yes, sir.
1: What do the Who's from Whoville have in common with the apes from Planet of the Apes? I would like
0: this to be another Cabosco <laughs> stumper, but in fact I know because you know the, answer the answer is... Mr. Terry Notary, <laughs> our interview series continues here in uh, Minute 109 of uh, 2008's Incredible Hulk be directed by Louis Leterrier. We are going to be talking about the, the thing that uh, I really, really wanted to know. We're going to get into sort of the, the real bio, uh, bi- biographical data of Mr. Terry Notary. He was a gymnast out of college who then ended up working on the, some of the biggest movies in Hollywood history, including the biggest movie. In right. Hollywood. And I was like, how does that happen? Like, how did you? And so in this, he goes from uh, his, his first professional gig all the way up to when he got the call and started working in Hollywood. It's a, it's a pretty exciting story. Once again, like most things with him, no one could repeat this. Like this, is, <laughs> it's like the, his path to stardom <laughs> is so uniquely personal. Uh, that no one's going to be able to follow in these footsteps with amazing
1: lessons in work ethic and putting yourself out there and being generous. That's right. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like how to, how to get noticed uh, the the right way.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
0: So, but without further ado, let's send it back to us and Mr. Terry notary. So when you were in Cirque, you were sort of a, a feature performer, but then when you got the call to to work on uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas for Ron Howard, you sort of became a teacher. So how yeah. was that transition? Like now all of a sudden there's people in front of you like, okay, teach us how to be a who, and you have to be, yeah. okay, all right. Okay, funny uh, here's story. how you do it.
1: It was a really funny story because I, I didn't know anything about uh, film or anything. You know, it was my first movie, and hmm. the the – we they brought five of us in, five Cirque people, and I, they were all from Myster to come in uh, for about five weeks before we started um, rehearsing, right? And Ron Howard said, "Okay, guys, uh, come on in, and uh, uh, I want you guys to just play your- <laughs> here's Whoville, and, and you just just like you know do something funny over there, and cool stuff, and just come up with anything you can, and and video it, and just and 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 you do flips anywhere, you whatever you can think of." And video it, and at the end of the week, we're going to compile all the best stuff, and we're going to put this great stuff in the movie. And we were like, awesome, let's go. So we were skiing down hills and doing all this stuff, teeterboard, flips over there, you know, teeter, you know, doing everything we possibly could, you know. And um, and so at the end of the five weeks, the extras started coming in, and they were all um, – and I'd been thinking about, like, how who's we're going to move and, like, doing all this research on, you know. Uh, you what does who so- research How's look it? like? <laughs> Well, you just go from the books, you know? I mean, it's oh, like, oh, how do yeah. they move? And, you know, it's like, so they were like this S-curve sort of, you know, wavy sort of, oh. <laughs> you know, everything's kind of got this sort of, this sort of, sort of, I don't know, seaweed-esque sort of, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, read in the wind kind of thing, you know? And and um, and so, anyways, the, the extra started coming in. And they uh, were all circus people from from the town. They were like like you know vaudeville guys and hmm. jugglers and clowns and it was a cool you know mix of about probably fifteen people. And uh, they uh, they're all like I'm going to move place, I'm going to do this, and I'm like oh so I sort of gathered them together and I go hey guys look why don't we all come up with this common denominator this sort of like common like thread that we all have so that we all look like we come from the same gene pool you know Hmm. and then you can go off and become your own character but we all have this sort of commonality in how we're going to move and i started work with them and teaching some of the guys and i didn't i I was just helping in circ you just help everybody you just do it Hmm. you know you just it's a family and you just kind of hey come over here i'm gonna teach you the one arm handstand you know and Come here, Joey. I'm gonna work on your backflip with you. Come here, you know, whatever it is. You know, it's 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 like family and 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 film isn't like that. (laughs) Film is very job oriented. And I didn't know. But Ron Howard was walking by and he goes, What's he doing? What's he teaching them? He's like, Oh, we're working on some, I think he's working on some movement stuff with them. And I was like, "Hmm. Okay, have him come into my office. And so I was like, they're like, oh, uh, I out to see in his office. And I was like, oh. "Hope
0: he's mad. Like,
1: this could be bad. You might be fired. And I was like, oh, dude, I blew it. Oh, my God. Oh, no, really? <laughs> and so, yeah, so he called him in and, and he said, um, I love what you're doing and I want you to, uh, I want you to teach Whoville, uh, t- Who School. And he said, Here's a, here, I'll give you a soundstage and you make a list of everything you oh, need. Wow. Teeter boards, fast tracks, uh, spring floor packages, um, props, unicycles, all ladders, everything we could possibly think of. i got a spring for, you know, uh, for the, the, the moment where it just gets his foot stuck and like all kinds of stuff. Um, it was it was crazy. What a fun it, I mean, shopping
0: trip that must have been. It yeah. was
1: amazing. And, he, and then when all the actors, the real actors in the movie came in and I was like, wow, OK. I'm working with Bill Irwin.
0: Yeah, Bill Irwin. I was going to ask about that. He's an I'm old school that, vaudevillian.
1: You know? And so he was super cool, Bill Irwin. Bill Irwin is just he's such an awesome dude, you know. And just got into it and helped us with it and it was it was great. So and most of our younger, younger audience will know cool. him
0: as Mr. Noodle. And that was
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's just such a, an amazing, generous guy and so talented. Um, so that was how I became a movement coach. And I got huh. to thank Ron Howard oh. a few years back uh, and and go, hey, Ron, remember me? Tur- hey, how you doing, man? Yeah. Uh, thank you for that career you gave me. That's awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. It was great. Cool.
0: Hey, uh- I say at this point, this is where the apes entered your life. Cause then I think the next call you got was Tim Burton to work on his plan to yeah, the apes movie. That's right. So, yeah. They said,
1: I, well, you did uh who school and uh, right. um, Charlie Crawwell was the stunt coordinator on both of those films. And he said, ah. can you do ape school? Like you did who school? And I said, yeah, I can do it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to, Always the, say I'm yes. going to the zoo. <laughs> I gotta go watch some apes. And then um, I was, I was, struggling i was struggling because i was like oh man how do you how do you move like an ape and bipedal and just uh, talking and the whole thing and then i was it was one of those things where i had learned so much about what not to do on that Hmm. film um that it, it was it was it really was an eye opening experience that whole film for for many reasons, because it was like I was emulating an ape in the beginning. And then I got to work with these two chimpanzees, Jacob and Jonah, and mm. this chimpanzee jumped up in my arms because I doubled Tim Roth in that film. place yeah. plays Thade. And and we, I, I had to work with these chimps. So I had this big fight sequence at the end with them and I'm, I'm wrestling with them and it's Mark Wahlberg's chimp who jumps on my back and I throw him down and whack out of him across the room. And um, and so we had like a good like month and a half working together and this chimp and I just bonded and it was like it was the most it was it was a life-changing experience working with this chimpanzee. And he he jumped into my arms and he looked in my eyes and I I got Absolutely, sca- I got so scared because he hmm. looked right into my soul. It was like, wow. It was like he just looked right into my soul and he just saw me. And I was like, and I just sort of softened to him and it was like, and he just like, we just connected on this like, insane level that was Hmm. like I was like okay I'm trying to learn what it means to be an ape by studying watching him but he just taught me what it means to be human Uh and what I need to do in order to become a better human right (laughs) and it was to be like that and that from that moment I it it all changed it all changed The, the integrity they have the strength I learned about soft connection. I learned about undoing the noise in the mind. I learned about um, extrinsic versus intrinsic strength. They have this softness about them, but they're so strong at the same time. There's this like amazing economy and lack of of trying. Like they don't, they don't like try. It's like it just happens because. There's no doubt. There's no, there's no mental, there's no mental obstacles that, that get in the way of of, of, of of hitting the task. You know, it's it's already done in their mind. They've already done it, and so it's like it just happens. And when you do that, it's beautiful. It's beautiful because it doesn't become a thing, right? Hmm. And so, I mean, so many, so many. My biggest pet peeve is the boom. boom you know, the three point landing thing <laughs> where you become all about yourself and then, and then you go back out into the world, you know? And it's like, it's, I like when things are subtly beautiful so that it passes through the screen and you're like, that was cool. You know? <laughs> Not boom, boom. Oh yeah, show sure. it. Okay, <laughs> next. You know, you want to like have the camera be able to continue to push in and push in and milk it and then boom, then you cut, you know, so it's all about undoing effort. And so that was a huge thing for me, a huge revelation in the teaching is undo effort. If you find yourself in a pose and you become aware of yourself, that you you sh- you, you have to lose the awareness. You have to make that out there so much more important than you that you disappear you're so engrossed and so engaged with the things out there that you virtually disappear from yourself and then you become beautiful then you can then you almost when people hit that state it's like you can see what they look like as a child it's it's huh. weird just like you can see the true person and 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 so that's one of the big practices that you do in, in the beginning when I'm working with actors is, 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 allow, is, is working that muscle of undoing the awareness of yourself, undoing the self-direction, undoing the ego, really, is what it is. It's, it's dissolving out. That's why animals are so beautiful. That's why babies are so beautiful. That's why children, when they're sitting out at the ocean, they're so just sitting there, just, boom, present wide open they're not thinking about themselves they're not thinking about how they look they're not aware of this this you know thing this body that your that your spirit is is you know utilizing um it's it's this beautiful being that's just being present and when actors can do that it doesn't matter if they're playing a bad guy good guy anything you know they it's like this little drop happens. It just goes, boom, boom. and it's a gravitas, a gravitas hits the character. And that's why you're like, why is this character? Why is that actor good? <laughs> I don't know.
0: He's just good. Yeah. Have you He's seen Once Upon a Time good. in Hollywood? Yeah, I loved it. That, that moment, I mean, the, the first time I've seen like that actually be able to articulate it on screen is when you see, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio as his character in the moment, and then you see the same scene again, him out of the moment, and it's so jarredly different. The actually yeah. to be able to have an actor portray that was uh, amazing.
1: Amazing that the, the performances in that were just incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was amazing. Um, so how was Tim as a, as a orangutan student? He was uh, Tim was a he was a chimp. Yeah, and he was uh, incredible. He was. We became very good friends on that film, and um, and. Uh, people didn't couldn't recognize us from one another. So I would when I when I was in his costume, when I was in his suit, you know, it yeah. was so funny. I was treated like royalty. It was like, <laughs> did was you like, work
0: on wow, your English wow. accent to make it sure goes, you can pass? Wow.
1: Yeah. Hey, is there anything we can do for you? Is there? Do you need anything? Is it tea, coffee? coffee biscuits? <laughs> you know, and was like, damn, Tim, it's good to be you, man. Uh. So you know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like, I, I just went with it. I was just like, yeah, okay, "Sure, thinking, yeah. uh, coffee would be great." Because <laughs> you know? uh. then the next day I'd be in a chimpanzee outfit, and people would be like, "Eh, <laughs> oh,
0: get to the back." How was uh, working with yeah. Tim Burton?
1: Yeah, yeah, he was great. He was um, just this creative, you know, madman. You know, just kind of like right drawing stuff up, and you know, kind of just letting us run. It was good. All right, we're back in the studio. Uh,
0: that was a lot of fun. Like I, I really liked it. It was interesting to see him as a as a sort of physical performer, sort of turn into a mimic there a couple of uh-huh. times. Right like when he was doing his impression of uh, Ron Howard or uh, a little bit of uh, Tim Burton so I, I hope you, if you guys get a chance uh, also check out the the video component of this we'll, uh, we'll be out there somewhere uh, to see really how even oh, yeah. even in these interviews he like physically transforms as he's talking about these particular things next and we go into we're going to get into some pretty cool comic book movies so make sure you're back here for episode 110 thank you all for listening uh, we will of course find us on all the social media things we We have our our group on Facebook, we have a Discord, we have Twitter, Uh, wherever you are, that's where we want to be. Make sure you're, you're back here for our next episode. Thank you for listening. Until next time, true believers, bye.